gotta operate in truth, right? Operate in truth. Tell the truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gator Truth Florida Football Podcast. I'm Daniel, and on this episode of the Gator Truth Florida Football Podcast, we're going to talk about the 2024 SEC schedule, or at least my predictions for who we may face. For those of you who may not be aware, in 2024, Oklahoma and Texas are joining the SEC. They were slated to join the SEC in 2025. However, they were able to negotiate their way out of the Big 12 to join the SEC for the 2024 football season. With that said, recently at the SEC meetings in Destin, it was determined that the 2024 season would have eight conference games despite the addition of two additional members and that there would be no divisions for the SEC in the 2024 season and probably we won't see that going forward. Now that does not preclude a nine-game schedule, which I think makes most sense going forward, which would be a my preference would be a three nine nine three permanent or three six six uh, for a nine game schedule. What that is, it's three permanent opponents, six other teams from the SEC. So you would have of those six, three home, three away. Then the year after, you would face the other six teams remaining in the SEC, three home, three away. Then in year three, it would be the teams from year one, substituting home and away or switching home and away. And then year four would be the teams from year two year two switching home and away. I like that gives you a chance to see all the SEC a lot faster. As you're going to see with some of my schedule predictions, it does come down to there have been teams that have not been to Florida in over a decade, and there are places we've not been for over a decade. So with that said, let me go ahead and give my criteria for what I gave for at least the 2024 predictions I will make. Since there's no divisions in 2024, I did not try and align it to any one division. I did not try and do all West teams or mostly West teams or mostly SEC East teams. I also utilized three rumored permanent rivals for Florida, which we'll get to in a moment. I also keep all home and away as it is now. The example I give is Georgia, technically, it's a home game for us this year in 2023, where next year in 2024, it's an away game. Even though the game is in Jacksonville, we do rotate home and away every year. And that way, if it ever were to leave Jacksonville, such as the rumors coming up of during Jacksonville renovating their stadium and possibly playing in the swamp, doing a home and away with Georgia. The easy way to keep track is the home and away schedules. So I did utilize things like that. And also some of the other home and away teams that we have on the schedule. Now, I also am assuming we'll play both Oklahoma and Texas in 2012. Only two teams ever played uh, Mizzou and A&M and that was Alabama and it was Florida. I expect, the SEC to probably give Florida both new teams in 2024. So I threw them on there and then I decided let's finish the 2014 divisional crossover schedule. What that is, is in 2014, the SEC sat down and did 10 to 12 years of crossover 
between the east and west, and it switches every year. For example, this year we have Arkansas at home. We played away at Arkansas in, I believe, 2016. Or last year we were away at AM where we hosted them in 2017, if you remember those lovely swamp green jerseys. And so I kept that whole schedule. I figured let's finish off that schedule. It went through 2025. Let's just throw those 2025 teams with the 2024. That way every team will have played at every stadium by 2024. And that 2014 schedule. One last thing I have to say is a lot of people, every time SEC schedules were coming out, were like, how come Georgia's not playing at AM at Kyle Field? Well, because that's the way the SEC set it up in 2014, there was no surprise. Made me laugh when people acted like that was a big surprise. So moving on to the rumored reported permanent opponents, this comes from Matt Hayes at Saturday Down South. He reported that Florida is currently slated coming out of the SEC meetings to have permanent opponents of Georgia, Oklahoma, and South Carolina every year. Those could still change, but for now, that seems to be what the SEC may start with being Florida's three permanent opponents in 2025. I figured, okay, well, they're going to be our permanent opponents. We will probably also have them in 2024. Side note is Alabama is currently complaining about having LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee as the SEC tries to keep Alabama with all of its rivals while, of course, taking some rivals from Florida, such as Tennessee. We've had Auburn, who was a big rival of ours in the past. When I speak to older Gators, they talk about those 80s games and, of course, some of the early 90s games as some of the bigger rivalry games. And, of course, Tennessee became a rival throughout the 90s and early 2000s with some big games back and forth that really determined not just the SEC East, but had national implications and also, of course, SEC title implications. So Alabama complaining about those three may end up shaking up the entire permanent opponents. But for now, with that report, I kept the three that we're rumored to have, which is Georgia, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. So to move on to my SEC predictions, we'll start with the four teams since it's eight games. It's going to be four home, four away. And with Georgia being away, I do think that kind of helps us as we only have three true road games and one neutral site as opposed to if Georgia were home. And we had three true home SEC games and four true road away games, which is actually what we have this year when we go to both Columbia's, when we go to LSU, and, of course, to Lexington, Kentucky. So my home starts with this, LSU. I think that'll be one of our home games for the SEC, getting one last bit of this rivalry before it possibly goes away for a year or two. And since we're at LSU this year in 2023, I think they will be a home game in 2024. I also believe South Carolina, one of our permanent opponents, I do think that they're going to be a home game because we are way at Columbia this year. So it makes sense for them to come back next year. I think the SEC will keep those permanent opponents in mind. For our third home game, this is one that some people may be shocked. Why'd you put Mississippi State? Well, because the Bulldogs have not been to the Swamp since 2010. 
in one of the more boring games I've ever seen at the Swamp. And of course, we ended up losing that game, but they've not been to the Swamp in over a decade. We're scheduled to host them in 2025. So instead of hosting them in 2025, move them up to 2024, finish off your cross-divisional plan and move that game up. Same thing with any other games from 2025 for other SEC teams. Just slide them on in there. For home, the last game I have is either Texas or Oklahoma. I don't know which one they would give us home, which one they would give us away. I do believe uh, either way it's going to be two and one, which is the only way you can do it with three permanent opponents. For the away side, Georgia, of course, away in Jacksonville does make sense. And then my next opponent for away is Tennessee. We have them at home this year, just like LSU. I believe the SEC will try and milk out one more game of this rivalry in a row. And so since we host them this year, I see us going to Knoxville next year. In 2024, we are already slated to go to Auburn for the first time since 2011. And I would really like that. Since we've not been there in forever, I really want to be able to go there. And since it was slated for 2024 anyways, I could see that staying on the schedule. And for our fourth and final away game, it would be whoever is not the home game between Texas or Oklahoma. I've not seen many predictions on who the Gators might end up with in 2024. Like I said, I think this is something that might be fun just to go over for a little bit. And also something just to give you something to think about. If you think that there are different teams we may be facing, please let me know. The SEC will be releasing our schedule at least who we will be facing, not necessarily the dates, on June 14th, which is a Wednesday in primetime on the SEC Network. The last thing I want to talk about is I do apologize for not doing a spring game review. I do just want to go over real quick um, some of our downhill one thing that austin armstrong did that really impressed me was our simulated pressure game where what that is is that for simulated pressures it's where it's going to be blitzing and showing five six rushers and in the end you only rush three or four but you don't know which one of the five or six are going you could have linemen dropping back into coverage which we actually burn ourselves on one of those uh graham mertz hit caleb douglas i believe it was a play douglas fumbled but he's being covered by princely you may man at that time um some of our sacks like on the first third down we only rushed four guys but one of our linebackers straight downhill 
uh, ran through Trevor Etienne, got to Graham Mertz, and that simulated pressure will cause confusion to opposing quarterbacks, and I was very impressed. It even tricked me into thinking we were blitzing a lot more than we were. Granted, some of it was us watching our routes to see if I saw that creativity, and some of it was I had to go back and watch the spring game three, four times to be like, wow, uh, Austin Armstrong really has these guys doing this concept well. After the game, season ticket holders, we got to go on the field. So I got to meet a few guys. Uh, the player I was most impressed with, Desmond Watson. I've got to give him a shout out, even though it's been a few months since the spring game. He did all the photographs, all the signatures that anyone could ask for. He stayed out longer than any other player along the large line of people trying to get autographs, trying to get you know selfies with players so kudos to him and he's as big standing up close as you would believe just by looking at stats or hearing how big of a guy he is and definitely a good guy also got to spend some time with gator josh and his son jackson they were down and had a good little sports weekend which is really cool to See down from Mississippi. Also, I got to meet up with Dave Soderquist of High Top Sports and some of the High Top Sports crew. They were a lot of cool guys as well. I had messaged David earlier in the day. He didn't see it. Messages me back the next day. Said, oh man, sorry, I didn't see us till now. I said, it's cool. We already met up, but definitely a good guy. Check out his stuff on High Top Sports if you do not check him out already. And then one other cool thing that happened after the game, got to meet up with a guy who sat with me at, or sat, you know, next to me at, at Texas A&M. And we exchanged number, or I gave him my number. He texted me. I looked, thought I had a text from him. And unfortunately, it was a different number, which I found out. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, spring game, met you, met you, you sat next to me to, at Texas A&M reach out to me. We'll meet up as we talked about. And with that said, it is summer. It is getting hot outside. And with summer, there's lots of yard work to do, lots of weeds growing, lots of you know yards needing mowing, and even some landscaping needing done. If you need that done in the Central Florida area, reach out to Alvarez Lawn Company at 407-409-2617 or give them an email at alvarezlawncompany at gmail.com. Once again, their phone number is 407-409-2617 and or email at alvarezlawncompany at gmail.com. Alvarez Lawn Company, building plans that work for you. And with that said, again, give these guys a shout out or definitely hit them up in Central Florida if you have any yard work needing to be done. They are Gators and definitely tell them that Daniel from the Gator Truth Florida Football Podcast sent you. And before we go, there has been some good news in Gator Nation that I do want to just say congrats. And I'm not talking about necessarily football stuff, but Robert Liddy, who has been a help to this podcast, spreading the word about us. And he has, when we were getting some of the video done, did give some great suggestions about the video. I don't think I gave him a shout out on the last episode like I meant to. But he recently had a child, so congrats to him. Uh, on Twitter, Guru Drew has also had a child. Congrats to him as well. 
definitely want to give shout outs as Gator Nation is more than just football. We're a family. So wanted to say good things about that. If you have good news, you want me to shout out for you, just go ahead, send me a message and we will get that done. And if I see it and you've not asked me to shout it out, I'll try and get it done as well as I've done with these guys. And I may end up getting a message saying, Hey man, thanks. And one bit of feedback as I'm thinking about feedback, I thought was pretty funny uh, to our first video episode. For those of you that only listen to the podcast, which is fine. It's just an audio version of what the video is, but getting the feedback of, Hey, thanks for wearing Gator gear on a Gator podcast. I didn't know that that was an issue, but apparently some podcasts they don't. So cool. Um, I'm going to wear gear gear. I'm going to have all sorts of fun things. I don't have one with me, but I've got a ton of my stadium cups from throughout the years. So you'll probably see me at times. If you're watching the video, picking up a cup and being like, Oh, that's from whatever year. Here's my Florida, Georgia, 2008 cup or, you know, whatever. And with that said, I've probably rambled on enough. Everyone, it is a blast. I am working on the season preview stuff like I did last year, whether it is the looking into teams, who they've got returning, who they don't have returning, looking into some of the advanced metrics like we did last year, looking towards what are some keys right now in summer we can see to winning each game, what will be some of the problems. And if you're not familiar, if you came on after the season previews last year, maybe go give them a, a listen. If you have any feedback for that, definitely give it to me. You can reach out to me either at GatorTruth133 on Twitter, or you can send it to this podcast at Gator Podcast on Twitter. We also have an email address, which is GatorTruth133 at gmail.com. Reach out to me however you'd like. I do like hearing from Gator Nation. Sometimes I might play a little devil's advocate with you. Sometimes uh, I'm in for a good discussion. With that said, thank you all for listening. And as always, go Gators.